Hey everyone, and welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I am Madison, and I am joined, as always, by Jamie. Hello. (laughs) And for today's discussion, we will be talking about the Netflix original movie called Velvet Buzzsaw. Yes, we will. Um, Initial reactions. (laughs) Initial reactions is... (laughs) Subi got home from work a few minutes ago and he asked me what I thought of it and I was like it was odd and he's like like good odd or bad odd and I'm like I don't know like it was just really weird like I don't know if it was good or bad I (laughs) it was just so strange yeah so that was my initial reaction (laughs) that's fair that's fair I mean I think it's an interesting thing and I think it shows the power of streaming services that we have, you know, uh, sort of mainstream Hollywood actors acting in these types of films like, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal and Rene Russo and Tony Collette, John Malkovich. Like these are like people that you see in mainstream films. And so it's interesting to see them in a Netflix original film. Um, Yeah. Kind of shows that shift that I think is happening where either you have sort of like streaming like films that are streamed now or you have like huge blockbusters and it's sort of cutting out the middleman of film of the film industry in a way yeah i can see that but um but i agree it's odd um <laughs> I, I, Still the concept is interesting i think um but i guess i i almost expected more sort of paranormal stuff yeah i, I feel like because there's such a like overwhelming like like the art is basically killing people um so like the fact that there's not more emphasis on that and they put so much more emphasis just on the process of buying and selling and hiding and (laughs) showing the art pieces and like that's what 90 percent of the movie is like i expected it to be a little bit more like a horror-esque i guess same and it really wasn't it wasn't and it kind of got to the point where like before the end of the movie i'm like well those other three people are just gonna die too you know like and i it became predictable and that was unfortunate (laughs) right like predictable and then the deaths almost became part of like the comedic routine routine because uh coco the assistant basically found every single person dead (laughs) and at the end she's just like fuck me you know like (laughs) it just keeps (laughs) happening to poor coco yeah so yeah that was kind of funny too (laughs) and i'm like man is coco gonna also die because she's just around these people but (laughs) right but i guess she was sort of like not into the selling or profiting from right and that that seems to be like who is getting killed are the people who are profiting from the paintings and so that that for me did raise one interesting question Um, why does the artist die? Hmm. Because like, at first you kind of think that, well, at least I kind of thought that his paintings killed him. Right. And so like, if the paintings are killing people because they're profiting from the art and he wasn't because nobody even knew about it, like, why would the painting have killed him? Yeah. And it doesn't make sense that he would kill himself if he was in the middle of trying to destroy them. So maybe the art just didn't want to be destroyed. I think I think it's probably that. I think the art had... I think we're meant to assume from quite early on that the art had taken on a sort of life of its own. And I think because we saw with um, 
Bryce or whoever that guy was, the first guy who died, he sort of like started on fire. I think that was meant to sort of tell us that these paintings and stuff sort of develop, like do things on their own. And so maybe when his house burned down and killed like his mother and sister or whatever. It like wasn't actually him. Yeah, it wasn't him. And then it also makes you wonder if like maybe he wasn't, he also wasn't the one who killed his father but maybe right. the paintings did and then he was trying to like be like no no it wasn't me it was the paintings and then they put him in the menstrual institution for like two decades or however long yeah that that kind of checks out actually <laughs> so that's kind of like what i thought it was and then yeah I, as you said because he was trying to destroy the art i don't know why it took him 40 whatever years <laughs> right like if but... <laughs> he was really believing that his art was killing people which clearly it was why did it take him until he was an old man to go ahead and kill it all right by that time he'd already produced like hundreds of other yeah, pieces yeah, he just kept making more like what <laughs> yeah so there's a little hole in that logic but i think you know that's what i kind of concluded from that yeah but that's also part of it is like there aren't very many you know answers to anything like it's kind of interesting too in the way that people are dying because some of for some of them it's sort of immediate uh versus for example morph who was seeing paintings move and he was hearing voices like for him it was much more psychological where with um i forget redora they he you know the spirits or whatever basically just tried to drop a statue on her at first right okay now redora is a weird thing because the movie is named after this tattoo that she has on her neck which is supposedly the name of like a collection that she represented or something a long time ago or created a long time ago at the beginning of her career Um, and there's not any more information given about that, but somehow these paintings are able to make her tattoo move and kill her right. <laughs> by like sawing into her neck. So like that's all very confusing, right? <laughs> and it was kind of strange because at the end I thought maybe Rodora would be spared because she did, you know, she. It seemed right. like she was starting to realize that it was very bad like what she was doing was sort of toxic and then she just like get rid of all of the art like i don't right. want any of it anymore yeah and then like her tattoo killed her well and it makes it seem like she somehow has a connection to these paintings like right. what velvet buzzsaw was velvet buzzsaw the name of like the collection of artwork from this artist that she represented maybe under a different name a long time ago and like it died out because everybody thought he was crazy or something and now it's coming back like why why name see this is the last time we discussed a netflix original or one of the last times a movie we talked about bird box Uh and it was another one where the name of the movie didn't hold up to like the significance like the, yeah. i can understand why it was called bird box like it, there wasn't much of significance in the movie for those birds in a box and now it's just <laughs> like what's the significance of the velvet buzzsaw why what is the tattoo on her neck you know like there's just a lot of unanswered questions that make it frustrating <laughs> no exactly and it's it's weird too i mean i guess in a way we do see some sort of manipulation of other art in the killing process like the graffiti basically kills that one girl yeah and um the sort of like i guess it's meant to be an attic display or something like you know yeah kills don don or whatever his name is <laughs> john don don <laughs> and 
And I guess technically Morph is killed by uh, Hobo Man, the the piece. But yeah, that's an interesting figure too. Right. I just don't understand what the significance of Velvet Buzzsaw is. Why is the name named after that? Like the whole movie is named Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Like, even if like the Deez's art can like manipulate other artworks. Why is it that? Right. Why is it not mm-hmm. called something like, you know, what was his name? Vetril Deez or something yeah. like, why is it called Velvet Buzzsaw? Right. Well, I wonder if it's meant to be some sort of thing. Like, I think Velvet Buzzsaw was at the very beginning of, uh, Rodora's foray into art and stuff and so maybe then she was more like in it for the art itself and like sort of pure or whatever and then like you know slowly but surely she became corrupted by her desire for money and maybe this is supposed to show us that corruption is bad and blah blah blah. Well I think that's definitely (laughs) like what because like at the end we see Pierce dancing on the beach like creating art that's just for himself and he's like the only character who is spared being killed because you know he has created something original just for himself not for money um at i i assume he's still at rudora's beach house at this point because she told him just to go there right and so like that's kind of you know what the art seems to like yeah <laughs> like it wants people just to create art for themselves and to not profit from it in any way right so he sort of removed himself from the situation and yeah and, and it is kind of interesting i feel like it's supposed to be a reflection on the way that the actual world of art works because there are so many like famous paintings done by very famous artists that just sit in storage units yeah like all over the country like van gogh and monet and like these really well-known artists people buy their paintings and they store them in storage units as like oh they have monetary like value you know the way you would buy a house and it's worth money like it's just to have it it's like a currency almost yeah yeah and people just put them away they're never actually displayed or seen they're just kept in these storage units that are created for artwork that are kept at like the right temperature and humidity and under like very high security so that they don't get stolen and that's just like where they live is locked away somewhere (laughs) and like that's kind of what the world of art has turned into is is that (laughs) right it's almost it's all just for money you know exactly and it doesn't necessarily even need to be something that's of, of like artistic value you know if you learn how to play the field like you can you know as that one part when she was trying to be like okay well if i if we hold this you know um art thing for you then you better buy three of these paintings and in that way it's kind of like you in in sort of encouraging your people to buy the stuff sort of hype it up and then that makes the name even if the art itself isn't enough particularly good quality right and so then it's kind of like what is the role of art really at all right well yeah yeah, it's just becoming like it's becoming a currency in that world basically and that's kind of sad because you know what so who says it at one point in this movie is it um i think it's um josephina says something like what's the point of art if nobody sees it yeah Mm -hmm. um and that was before she became like just like Rodora there right yeah just goes in it for the money she says that before that point and it's true like what's the point of art if nobody is going to see it 
why even bother creating it, you know? Right. And it's kind of interesting because in even though it killed like some of the people, it was like the people who did sort of come out with the understanding of the importance of art are spared. Like you said, the guy on right. Pierce on the beach. And then we had also Damrish too, who decided to go back to his like original little right. um, gallery and stuff. So we assume that they're going to be okay. Because, right, we don't see him die. Yeah, yeah they're not like getting mm-hmm. into the corporate nature of art and stuff. And Coco goes back to Missouri or wherever. Michigan, I think. Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> with 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 Deez's cat, of course. Right, yeah, she saves the cat who looked a lot like Willow and Aww. goes back to her hometown to get out of the art world, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, after every single one of her yeah, Everybody she knew in the art world is dead, so might as well go home, I guess. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Do you think there was any significance? I mean, I'm sure there is, but I just don't understand it, too. Um, Rodora's other tattoo, the one that said, No Death, No Art, 1983. Hmm. So I'm thinking they're somehow connected, like the Velvet Buzzsaw, maybe, and yeah. No Death, No Art. Like, maybe the, the that was their- Velvet does saw display was in 1983 and that was like the tagline for it or something could be yeah i don't know or they said something at one point about her being like people remembering her punk days or whatever so like velvet above saw was maybe like a band maybe yeah you don't really know what if it was an art collection or not yeah we only see like one little they don't ever tell what it was right like aside from the tattoo we only really see a um there's like one image or something in her apartment of velvet buffsaw when she's sort of oh, like skulking around yeah um, what does it is it just the symbol again it's uh it's like a little uh framed picture but it just says basically velvet buffsaw yeah what wow, I saw. okay so not it's terribly revealing well. yeah <laughs> wonderful yeah i mean I think in general there's some other stuff that could be learned or that's being taught through this movie. I think with Morph, uh, you know, he starts out as someone who, as he says, he is very much of the present and he is very much ready to talk truths and tell people what people people what he thinks about their different art and stuff. And you know, part of he really takes his job of being a critic seriously up until the point that he's swayed by Josephina to sort of like trash Ricky, who then crashes into a tree or whatever right so it's kind of like it's again sort of that idea of being true to yourself and perhaps if he had not fallen under that sway he would have been okay because he wasn't necessarily destroying art or anything he was actually appreciating it up until the point that he decided to start not telling the truth about right you know that kind of stuff granted he was also then sleeping around on ed who yeah. Was then with him because he was working for Redora. So it's a very it's just like a, It's a very, like, shitty whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in this movie is, like, a shitty person, basically. Right. Except for Pierce. And, 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 <laughs> and poor Coco. He, and Coco. <laughs> and they both survive. Yep. And everyone else dies. <laughs> so it's kind of even hard to feel bad for these people as they're dying. Like, when um, Gretchen dies, Ugh. I hated her. Same. <laughs> Like, yeah. oh, good, I'm glad her own sphere ate her. <laughs> I think that was hilarious, though, that 
she the next day the the people who the cleaning people just like opened it and they're like oh this is another part of the exhibit right and that that sort of reference to like people not knowing the line between art versus like reality is something that i find hilarious because you hear I, i mean i think it's jokingly like published or whatever but like articles where someone's like ah, people stare at this garbage bag for 10 hours and then realize that it wasn't actually in part of the exhibit and stuff right. like that. So people are like, and that even happens with Don Don when he first goes up to the studio for yeah. Pierce. He's like looking at this group of four garbage bags and he's like, oh, that's exquisite. He's like, that's not the art. <laughs> that's not art. <laughs> that's garbage. Um, which which really speaks volumes to me because I really cannot stand that sort of art. Like, yeah. just like, I, I don't, it's not art to me, but... Right. But and just it, like funny. not even recognizing that it's like a murdered body. Like, right. And and the kids are like, oh, this stepping is part about... of the display. This is supposed to be here. Right. And the kids are just like traipsing around the blood. Yeah, uh. tracking it all over. <laughs> oh, man. Which is odd that like the cleaning people, like none of them recognized her. Like they didn't recognize Gretchen at all. And she created that. So she must have been around there a lot. So it takes. I don't think she. Or Coco to showing up. I don't you know? think she, she. She didn't create the sphere, but she set up the. But yeah, space. it was like yeah. it was her her like display right, or right. whatever. She was in charge of that. Right, or you think that they would like see that and maybe like poke the body with a stick or something? Right. Not just be like, oh, this wasn't here yesterday, but I guess now there's a dead body in this sphere. <laughs> right, like it's supposed to be an interactive thing, so. Like, yeah. which is all, like, what what happens when you stick your hand inside of that sphere? I know. It's a very strange thing, too. It creates this unique sensation, depending on each person and whatever hole they decide to explore, which is, like, the most sexual way to describe <laughs> anything. All right. And then after Morph does it, he's like, oh, it's like a primordial urge and clarity and stuff. And I'm like... For sticking your hand in us, I'm, I'm really <laughs> confused. Inside of there, <laughs> but in a way, it seems like almost the painting, like Jesus paintings, had a similar sort of effect. Like everyone sort of had this different realization about different stuff, yeah. and it's interesting. well, and like everyone was drawn to his paintings, mm-hmm. and that's like uncommon that like you like across the board every art critic every art representative would just like love a painting usually there's people who like don't like art pieces right and like pierce's or not pierce um d's these paintings um weren't like super great looking you know like they were good art pieces but they weren't like these phenomenal you know gifted artist pieces you know um mm-hmm. i've seen better art so like that the fact that everyone is kind of drawn to them it's like clearly because of whatever is possessing them you right. know whatever sort of like <laughs> blood magic that's being right used. <laughs> it's drawing these people in for that for that reason you know yeah but hmm. um yeah and going back to the way that morph dies yeah that robot um i had this is sort of relevant i had this dream last night okay (laughs) that like it was like the end of the world Mm -hmm. and like all and it was like sort of in the future and like we all had like self-driving cars and like everything was connected to the internet and the technology like comes alive Uh and like just starts killing everybody like you get in your car and it would blow up and things like that (laughs) so i'm like then i saw that like 
humanoid robot at the beginning i'm like ah that's like from my dream and then the robot says have you ever felt invisible and it's like the robot calling out <laughs> that's how i read that anyways yeah <laughs> fair enough i mean it was a very interesting thing to think that someone as an art piece made this fully automated humanesque thing yeah like he was just i mean i guess in the vision or true whatever happened with morph he was more sort of like free to move as he wanted and like was chasing him down and broke his neck or whatever but but it seemed like a weird out of place exhibit too in the beginning you know yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I kind of had this feeling that the robot was going to show up again later on. Oh, yeah. Then it did. I was like, oh. Um, the other, one other thing I found interesting and mm-hmm. also unexplainable <laughs> is that the painting of the woman sitting next to the cat that yeah. Rodora has in her apartment. And then you see Rodora sitting next to the cat, like in real life, right before she's killed. Mm-hmm. So it's like the artist somehow knew about her and how she would die. Right. Which I guess then would tie it back <laughs> to the idea of like her being involved with Velvet Buzzkill, which makes her perhaps like. Velvet Buzzkill. I, I mean, <laughs> Velvet Buzzkill. <laughs> movie was was a velvet buzz kill <laughs> velvet buzz saw and um <laughs> and yes. uh, so maybe like all along she was actually the main character and we're like oh um but it is it makes it think almost like the artist had some sort of like ability to predict like things because it you know it does look exactly like that and it can't be just coincidental that right that even it was even one of those creepy hairless cats in the painting right just exactly. like what she has named shelly or whatever <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> but yeah no it's strange for sure um i don't know i found it another thing that i, I th- thought was like strange speaking of like the art itself is like we said earlier that of course it makes other pieces come to life but that i found odd i felt like I would understand if, like, people started crawling out of their, his paintings or right. taking on a life of their own and stuff, but I don't understand how it could have an effect on other things. That seems sort yeah. of odd. When I watched, like, the trailer for it, that was the impression that I got. Me that too. It was just his own work coming to life, and then it, it wasn't, like, yeah. somehow these people had a curse put on them and all right. the artwork around them just came to life, too, which is odd. Right. I said everything about this movie is just weird and doesn't <laughs> really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess if you're going to choose one like horror art related movie to watch this year, <laughs> this <laughs> would be it. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we took a risk on a new. We, we listened to Netflix and its suggestions, and it gave yeah, us Velvet it's... Buzzsaw. It's almost like Netflix is biased and <laughs> it's just recommending its own shit, you know? Yeah, right. Seriously. I mean, the trailer did make it look good. And again, yeah. I'm not sure that it was bad. I'm just not sure what it was. Right. Yeah. And maybe, maybe there are people out there who will really like it and be like, yes, this is my favorite movie. Yeah. And if uh, those listening, if you fall in that category... <laughs> you can definitely let us know. You know, yeah. you can hit us up on Twitter at NNO Podcast. 
Or send us an email at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear what you think about it. Yeah, and uh, sorry this podcast was a little shorter than (laughs) our normal podcast. But again, we watched this two-hour-long movie and decided we still needed to discuss it, even though it wasn't great. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But you know that, you know, while you're navigating Netflix originals, maybe steer past this one if you don't. want a strangely odd movie that doesn't make a lot of sense yeah (laughs) (laughs) but Uh, if you do want to watch like if you want to get really high or something and watch a strange that could be good yeah not promoting that just saying (laughs) (laughs) and maybe it would be better if you were really stoned (laughs) maybe probably make you very uncomfortable and looking at your own paintings if you have trying to see if they're moving i have a painting on the wall across from where i'm sitting of a slug no not a slug a snail blowing bubbles from a wand is it moving no not currently okay so (laughs) so far it hasn't tried to attack me that's good (laughs) on that note uh we'll be back next week we haven't really talked about what we're going to record yet we're going to talk about something better next week guys but we'll definitely discuss something that at least one of us have has watched and approved so that yeah. we <laughs> we can be 100 sure um but that you know we we also wanted to like sort of talk about something that was quite new and so as we say we saw velvet bus on suggested it right again it's not a bad movie it's just very odd yeah it just wasn't for us that's okay. right not it's and you know it could have been if the, like if there had been more answers to like what the hell velvet buzzsaw was and why it was significant yeah. things like that things that just left you being like okay well this has no meaning then because you didn't explain it that's not very good movie making right and we should put out that we're not movie critics so you know if True. we haven't studied film per se <laughs> right Perhaps the cinematography is amazing. (laughs) Perhaps. You can let us know. Yes, you can. All right. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, goodbye. (laughs) Bye.